0: Welcome to the Southridge Church Podcast, where our mission is leading people to find and follow Jesus. We're thrilled that you are here, and it's our hope that this message will lead you to find and follow Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. All right, let's try it again. It's about 50% of you awake. The coffee should kick in by now. God is good and all the time that's it that's it God truly is good Uh, what you saw right now was a conference that we do yearly uh, usually right around first week of November last week of October this time it's November 3rd 4th and 5th Um, and uh, pretty much the clip explained everything we believing for next new level this year to be unleashed by the Holy Ghost and you know We've seen a lot of miracles. We've seen a lot of freedom, deliverance, and salvation in these conferences. And it's just not even a tip of the iceberg. We've seen just so many things over the years that God has done. But the Bible distinguishes works and greater works. You know, there's things that happen. There's miracles, and the Bible calls, unusual miracles. And this year, we're just contending and believing that God's going to take us into this next stage of greater works of the unusual miracles so if the Lord puts on your heart you want to come and travel and experience the the power of God and, and see our small town of tri-cities and, and be a part of this move and, and, and experience we invite you we would love we would love to see you there be a part of it and just get re-energized hear the testimony see the move of God partake of the move of God receive that impartation come back to your house serve God with passion with new zeal I'm sure pastors can use that in this church amen amen so that's what you saw the graphics that, uh, if you can put up with the QR code, I uh, know many of you have been coming and asking me how to spell my name, <laughs> uh, so that you can find me and connect. And so, um, when I travel, I uh, make this make made it easier, so you can just scan and and it'll take you to the site where my website will be and my social all social medias and all of that stuff. So this is makes it easier to um, find me because, as you can see, my last name is um, yeah. Um, not that easy to spell we went with pastor uh with your pastor uh, for for a coffee and then he uh, gave a different name to the teller he's like i oh, can never spell my name i'm like oh my gosh why can't i relate <laughs> i uh every time we go to a restaurant instead of illy i give him michael <laughs> one time we're sitting and they're like michael 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 i'm just sitting i'm like i don't know who michael is it's just me and my wife my wife's like that's you. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's me. Because <laughs> any time I tell them Ilya, they're like, look at me, like, uh, like deer in the headlights, and like, how do you spell that? I'm like I L Y A, and they'll like, they get nervous and they spell it something completely different, and then they're like Ila. You know, I mean, I've heard all kinds of things, but Ilya, uh, and so uh, I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. Um, and then um, also, there's a you in, there's some um, cards, touch cards that uh you can grab that have um resources valuable resources for free available for those that want to go deeper in god those that want to learn a couple people came up um yesterday and today asking a little bit more about deliverance you said this you said that what do you mean i love how you explain it simply uh and, but they have more uh, they had more questions and um that's awesome that's good we have courses on that 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 kind of break it down obviously in, in 30 minutes 40 40 minutes it's difficult to explain this complex subject in, in in details and bring it into balance and so therefore i just focused on few details but there's a lot more so those of you that are interested to learn about deliverance about curses about mental deliverance mental illness and and uh soul wounds and things like that and you know we didn't even touch on these uh, on these subjects so that um uh, kind of can bring greater balance and understanding to those things uh, courses on foundations on bible on on, on uh, anointing on healing what else there is on holy spirit so a lot of free resources um So you you can go and and, and partake of that. Uh, VladSchool.com and HungryGen.com has a lot of those resources. We're just trying to be a benefit to God's kingdom and provide resources for people to grow in God's kingdom. And and, and to grow in the knowledge of God like we talked on Friday. Amen. Amen. Um, think I think that's all I want to cover as far as the announcements goes. I want to thank you as a church for having me. Uh, and um, I've enjoyed spending these three days with you guys. You're such a lovely people. And I see, you know, when I first pa- uh, met Pastor Mackay, um you know, I, I, I right away in the spirit picked up that there's something different about this man. First of all, if a person travels from another state just to meet you for 30 minutes and to bless your ministry, bless your church, uh, you know, that already speaks of Kind of heart that the man carries, and um, as I begin to learn more about him, his family, and you guys as a, f- a church family in the ministry, uh, you know, there's this kindred spirit. We are these kindred spirits because that I even the journey is very similar of what we had to go through as a church uh, and and the sacrifices and and hearing other portion some of the things that you shared this morning uh you know of of just living a sacrificial life living a sold out life and i was like oh my gosh i got that's this is this is so precious in the eyes of the lord and is the reason that i feel such a connection with you uh with you guys with with you pastors uh and um it's just such a blessing to be here and uh, i want to i want to as i was coming here i was just asking the lord whether the lord would what is the lord wants to say to your house and specifically to you pastors and if that's okay i want to release that word over your uh, over your life and over your uh, over your wife your children and um and your church see bible says that the anointing runs down from the head uh on the beard on the on, on the garment and uh, Bible also says that if you strike the shepherd sheep scatters it's a negative contents and the positive contents is also says when the shepherd is wholesome when the shepherd is blessed when the shepherd is well the sheep is well and so um, you are blessed to have the pastors that you have and you will see that blessing manifest in your life because of his walk with God it's a spiritual principle the anointing runs from my head down and pastor I just want to it's just so funny because in the first conversation we touched on many of those things that the Lord already put in my heart to share with you and uh, as I was flying here the Lord gave me a picture of David trying to move an ark into his city first thing that he's pointed out that David saw the blessing of God upon somebody else's house And that the Lord spoke to me he said you were looking into other houses where God was moving and as you were looking and searching for God you're looking saying God there is more you started looking and seeing where is God doing more where is God doing more I know there is more for my life I know there's more for our city I know there is more for our church God where are you doing more and you're looking and seeing where God does more, and you decided there it is, I want to bring that to my house, I want to bring that to my city. And God says, Because you have done that, He's going to honor you, He's going to honor the city, He's going to honor your life. And then the blessing that rests on Hungry Jen the blessing of seeing souls being saved, disciples being raised, uh, raised and supernatural manifestation of God's in deliverance healing and miracles will rest upon your life and upon this house as the Lord in Jesus name He says because you chosen to carry the presence of God instead of letting the systems bring in the presence of God but here's the thing systems can't carry the presence of God it's always a person that carries the presence of God it's always a person that carries the glory of God and God says because you have chosen not to settle for the systems but to embrace the passionate pursuit after God God is gonna give you that fire that anointing it's gonna rest on your life and you will carry it to your city and to your church God says watch and see what I'm about to do with the next three years you will be surprised by the harvest to the point that you will say, I am doing the same thing that I used to do ten years. for 10 years. I'm preaching the same messages that I used to preach for 10 years. What's the difference now? And God says, my glory, my presence is the difference. You are the carrier of his glory in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Your private and passionate pursuit of God's glory. God will honor that. And you will carry that into your city god also said whatever you've sown in secret and humility the lord said i will bring abundance and pu- i will bring abundance publicly to you and your wife when i was when, the lord, uh, when i was flying here the lord showed me a picture and i saw a in that picture i saw like ladies hands and um, and I know he was talking about your wife. And I saw three things that Lord's gonna. I saw three streams of income that the Lord's gonna bring. Lord is saying that the, that what He's bringing into your life is just the beginning because there's two more that's coming. Because you've honored the Lord, like the Lord said, because you've honored it secretly, God is gonna bless you publicly people will see the blessing you will experience the blessing there is anointing for business on your life and God is going to release that in your life and you will see the abundance of the Lord in Jesus name then the Lord took me to your daughter and God said I have put a prophetic spirit in her she will be my mouthpiece in this generation she will lead many to the Lord says the Lord God says I will visit her in the night in dreams and I will visit her in the day she will learn to discern my voice and be sensitive to it I will establish her as a prophet to my people like I have done to Samuel in Jesus name you watch even ask her she's already experiencing the Lord in her dreams teach her to write things down to process these things and cultivate that because what the Lord was is about to bring in her life she's gonna be a mouthpiece of the Lord to this generation and then I believe what I saw was your youngest child and God says I'm gonna visit him at eight years old and I'm gonna reveal myself to him and I'm gonna reveal my calling to him in Jesus name I'm gonna finish with this scripture 2nd Chronicles twenty twenty. It says this believe in the lord your god and you shall be established believe his prophets and you shall prosper receive the word of the lord for your life and for this house in jesus name amen could you both of you stand up church could you stretch your hands toward your pastors right now and i want you to pray your best prayer because your blessing is hidden in their blessing as well because the anointing the blessing of the lord runs down from the head I want you to pray your best prayer over their life, over their health, over their mental health, over their spiritual health, over their finances, over their children. Cover them in the blood of Jesus and the fire of the Holy Ghost. Speak forth life into them in Jesus' name. I pray. Father God, I pray that your blessing will rest on them right now in Jesus' name that your spirit will rest on them right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that the harvest, that God, that they will reap the harvest, that not even just them that been laying the foundation and so on, but even their father, even their previous generation, let them reap the benefits in Jesus name. Father, I pray that you will grant the desires of the heart in Jesus name that revival will break out in their life and in their church and in this city. That they will be the carriers of your glory in Jesus' name. Father, open their womb in Jesus' name. Open their spiritual womb so that it will give birth to thousands of spiritual children in this place. That many will hear the gospel and come to know you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that you will bring a new release, new release in the area of their finances. In Jesus' name, I cover them by the blood of Jesus and the fire of the Holy Ghost. Their life, their ministry, their health, their children, their finances, everything about them. Let it be secure in your blood right now, in Jesus' name, we we'll bless this house, we'll bless these pastors bless our church in Jesus name what you've given us Lord to the hungry Jane house I pray that you'll visit them in the same way we'll visit them in the same way and we'll open up to them the heavens and rain the later rain that you've promised the rain of salvation disciple making and supernatural in Jesus name Thank you, Jesus. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. I encourage you, those of you that just visited today, this is a great church to be. Get plugged in. Get to know these pastors. They're lovely people. You're going to be greatly taken care of. They have an amazing team. And uh, get plugged in because God is about to do something in this place. I'm telling you. You don't want to be the ones that come three four years later and be like oh yeah I came here three years ago. You want to be the ones welcoming others as yes I've been here since this move started in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So don't miss out your opportunity you know to be the early investors. Early investors always get the highest return on investment right. This is the time to be committed. So those of you that haven't gone through life class, haven't gone through growth track, get signed up, get plugged in, get into life groups, start volunteering and start serving this community in Jesus name. Amen. Let's give God some praise in this place. Okay so for the remaining time I want to uh, share something with you and today I want to talk about dealing with strongholds. And I encourage you to take notes because uh, because of time I'm going to rush fairly quick through this. Some things will be a reminder to you, some things will be new, some things will open up to you in a new light. But I believe it's gonna be a blessing to you. In Job chapter 8 verse 38, 36 it says this, therefore if the Son makes you free you shall be free indeed, right? Everybody knows this first. That's what happened yesterday. Those of you that came to receive freedom Jesus touched you by his power by his spirit and you received freedom even today uh this morning I already had multiple testimonies people slept better than they ever slept in their life pain left their life they felt lighter people just got touched by the spirit of God yesterday and it's just the beginning some of you will discover the benefits of yesterday's touch by God in in days and weeks to come okay but if you go up a few verses earlier in verse in the verse uh, 32 it says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free we've quoted this verse we know this verse those of you that went to kidzo on or sunday school you probably had to memorize this verse. the truth will make you free so what is it was it the truth will make you free or jesus the son of god will make you free both it's the two sides of the same coin um, And so today i want to we dealt yesterday the freedom from evil spirits from demonic spirits from curses that's that part that the son of god sets you free it happens usually in the prayer the prayer of confrontation it could be in mass prayer like we did yesterday one-on-one whatever the case but it's the encounter with jesus that expels the darkness out of that part of your life okay but there are certain freedoms that you will not attain by just coming to the altar and saying pastor pray for me and you will go from one ministry to another ministry i have sometimes because our church is known for deliverance uh, people come to uh, come to, to me often to our church often and say yeah i went to this ministry and i went to that church and i'm that man of god pray for me and uh, they just don't have that anointing you pray for me maybe your anointing can touch me and i say listen hold on hold on hold on these are the men of God, the women of God, they are anointed. Your problem is not that they lack anointing. Your problem is you are not going into the Word of God for it to set you free. You're not dealing with the strongholds in your mind that is binding you and keeping you captive. Are you with me? Okay, like I said friday to those of you that were not here uh i like when people active and respond so if you need to shout amen come on preacher preach it preach it white boy whatever floats your boat i won't be offended uh so while you're sitting don't be sitting in your mouth let's let's talk okay second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 5 says this for though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. So our warfare first and foremost are not against powers and principalities of the world. Our warfare, our spiritual warfare is first and foremost in our mind, for our mind, the battlefield of the mind. Are you with me? So pulling down strongholds, write this down, this definition, definition of strongholds. Strongholds is the house of thoughts. So the word stronghold, the word stronghold means a house, a residence place, a, a, uh, a tower okay. And so in this case from this scripture we're talking about pulling down strongholds, we're talking about mental strongholds, strongholds of the mind all right. A stronghold is a house of thoughts. Okay I want us to look at the anatomy of a stronghold. How strongholds are built. Now I'm going to talk about strongholds in a neutral way. Similar way bad and good strongholds are built. They go through the same process. I'm going to give you five steps of how the strong uh, strongholds form. Okay now Strongholds in the mind. I want us to understand something about the mind. Our mind consists of two parts, conscious and subconscious part, right? Our subconscious part is so much bigger and greater than our conscious part. Our subconscious part, our subconscious brain is responsible for over 95% of our daily tasks and behavior. Most of the things that you do, most of the decisions you make in life are done subconsciously only less than five that's I don't know how they figure that out but they're scientists so their brains are better than mine in this case but they figured that part out and they said only less than five percent of decisions that you make in during the day are actually subconscious uh, are actually done consciously okay so if subconscious rules us how do we rule subconscious? if Decisions that are done automatically, we don't have no... uh, if decisions are produced and behaviors are produced automatically, how do we change that? So, many... let me backtrack a little bit. Many of us struggle with certain things and even certain sins not necessarily because we need deliverance or we need somebody to come and i know just bear with me for a second those of you that were here yesterday you almost will sound like i'm contradicting myself but i'm not it's it's all going in the same direction because There's some people that run from one deliverance ministry to another deliverance ministry to another deliverance ministry, looking for deliverance instead of taking the time to go into the Word of God and to renew the mind. Because Apostle Paul says, your life is changed, in LT translation, by the renewing, by the changing of the way you think. And some people that want a quick fix, come to the altar call, get their hand laid, get this impartation download, and automatically things shifted and changed and they're now blessed, healthy, wealthy and blessed. That's not the way it works. I believe of laying on our hands. I believe in in impartation. All of that stuff is, is, is proper but there is part that we must play in our work with God. Are you with me? Okay so how does the stronghold gets built? What, how does it form? So, first four progressions, they start in our conscious mind, okay. It starts with acceptance, first step, it starts with acceptance of one single thought. It could be a truth, it could be a lie. Sadly, most of us, we accept a lie from the enemy. It starts something with like, I'm ugly. And um, it's just a single thought it's not necessarily maybe that's how you feel about yourself and uh, I mean we all get crazy thoughts run through our head but this one you accepted it okay you accepted that one thought again I'm just talking about the formation in general I'm gonna use a negative example but a similar way positive examples work and I'll share some personal stories on that end and he said I'm ugly it's a lie and uh and we accept it and then what happens our brain is wired in such a way when we accept certain things it begins to look for evidence to substantiate the truth that we accepted so then we got a little pimple that pumped on our face and we go to the mirror and we're like oh man it's so ugly i'm ugly then we 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 begin to look for other things now we move into the second stage, first stage is accepting a first thought, accepting a thought. second one is we begin to, uh, we begin to repeat that thought over and over again. it gets into this repetitive mode. tape begins to be planned. we we choosing, we choosing to meditate on it. Me- what is meditation? it's a rep- it's, it's re- it's si- repetitive cycle of thinking. Over and over again, okay. Then we get into the third stage where we begin to have a collection of thoughts. So now we begin to add to that. Not that just I'm ugly. We get and uh, I, in, in, I don't have talents, and uh, nobody likes me. And we begin to build around it. We begin. It's not just now. Oh, I'm I'm ugly now. I don't have friends, nobody likes me and it begins to become a bouquet of thoughts, of various thoughts in a similar direction. now remember this is all still happening on the conscious level and on this level the biggest lie that we accept is that we can't control what we think. oh it's just my mind thinks what he thinks, what it thinks. but it's not the case. on this level on a conscious level we still have a choice if we wouldn't then Apostle Paul would not say I believe is in the Philippines says "Think, think on these things that are praiseworthy that are honorable that are good and he begins to list these things scripture wouldn't say that meditate on the word in Joshua 1 8 and you will find good success everywhere in the Bible God says that we have a choice what we can think on okay but now we're so we're repeating we're meditating we begin to build a bouquet out of this uh, uh, out of this this collection of thoughts now it begins to go into the stage four is becoming a mindset what is a mindset mind that is set in its ways okay now have developed a belief about yourself that you are ugly you are worthless that you're nobody um those of you that maybe you've seen or work in construction when they pour in foundation I come out of the construction background building homes and so first thing you do is you uh set the foundation and you pour in you let it rest and you build on it right and so we have the forms and then you pour in wet concrete and then the longer it sits in that form the harder it gets. It sets in. We even call it, you know, we got to let it set in. That's what it is. The longer we meditate, the longer we hold, the longer we accept a particular thought, the more it becomes a belief system now it still can be changed you still can counter it It still not have not dropped into your subconscious yet but it's already beginning to affect even the way you talk the way you walk and the way you do things because it's a mindset and if you're not careful at some point between stage four and stage five it goes from your conscious and drops into your subconscious it becomes a stronghold and it becomes a conviction. What is a conviction? It's something that just it something that moves you, something that sets your way, something that tells you what to do, how to do it. You still can argue with a person that has a particular belief system but it's very hard to argue with a person that already has a conviction. Are you with me? Because It already has gone for them out of the conscious mind where we, what is conscious mind? Consciousness, conscious mind is is where logic and reasoning resides. So you can still reason with the person in this place, first four stages. Once it drops into subconscious and becomes conviction, logic and reasoning doesn't work because at that point it's part of who you are. It's on a level of of will and emotion. Not on the level of mind at that point. Uh, On the conscious mind. Are you with me? I'm just kind of breaking it down because you're gonna understand now how to reverse engineer some of the things that you've picked up from your parents, some of the things that life has given you and you've accepted and took it. And you're suffering because of that. Lord wants to bless you but those things they stopped the blessing of God in your life because of the way you think because of the way you process things the way you see God in the light that you see God are you with me convictions control your actions convictions control your actions I'll give you another example uh, there's people here that are old enough maybe perhaps to remember this how many of you ever drove a car a manual car on manual all right good anytime I preach where the youth is I don't even use this example because they don't they don't know what that is It's the greatest anti theft device that's right now in America. You have a manual car, it's not going anywhere. You can freely leave it open. Okay, but I'm still old enough to have had a manual car. My first two cars were manual manual transmission and so i remember when dad was teaching me how to drive um uh, i'm not telling i'm not going to tell you the age because uh some would be like what and so i was very young and so i remember he's he, he's teaching me so there's three pedals in there you know your accelerator brake and your clutch you have your gears right here and then and he tell me okay son you know you yeah, make sure your your handbrake is on it's in neutral start the car okay those of you know how to drive it you know what i'm talking about i'm just gonna leave other people through the process, those that don't know. Okay so just bear with me. And so and then you start the car, you know, you put down, uh, put, uh, hold the brake, put down your e-brake, put the clutch, you put it in the first or reverse, whatever the case is and then uh, you slowly let go of clutch and you keep tapping the accelerator, right? those of you that drove it you know what I'm talking about okay and then as the clutch begins to grab you begin to let go car starts moving and then and then if you're driving forward then you clutch you know uh, into neutral second release the clutch accelerate it and so forth you keep climbing until you get to the hill on your first few drives you know and that's the first time I'm driving and that takes me the route when we get like the steepest hill in our city and I'm like getting nervous because this car is like on practically to the bumper and that says just like, he's like, hey, just make sure you don't roll back. Ah, yeah, thank you. And so I'm like really nervous and I'm, I'm trying to think through all the steps. I'm trying to process all the steps, you know, what to do. And of course, you know, I'm like, I don't want to roll back and I don't want to stall. And so I'm like, you know, in the first day, in the moment, the green light, I like push the accelerator, <laughs> let go of clutch, wheel is spinning and go, but at least I didn't hit the car back or stalled. Okay? and so it's like things then and so I remember as I'm continuing to drive and then I got my license I continued to drive and then three months four months into it I'm like I'm a pro I'm driving I'm not thinking about this whole thing I'm eating a hamburger on phone on the side and uh, you, know, the, yeah, you know what? yeah you know I'm talking don't do that it's illegal but uh you, you know what I'm talking <clears throat> so perfect example of how the strongholds are made In this case it's a technical stronghold driving a car. First it started in a conscious mind. Every step had to be consciously and logically reasoned and processed over and over and over and over again in different situations. Uphill, downhill, uh, wet roads, dry roads. I mean it's, you see the process these steps these four steps you keep doing it you keep practicing you can doing it keep practicing keep practicing and at some point as you practice enough it becomes like a belief system something you already know without anybody telling you okay you know when to shift when to downshift when you know when to shift up you know when the speed you know when you're slowing down or if you don't want to slow down you get to the point uh, you, you just get to know your car and you get to know how to drive very well and at some point it it goes from your conscious mind it drops into your subconscious and now you don't have to think through the processes your body drives by itself you get so good to the point that you don't use clutch you can shift in gears just by rpms how you feel the car how many of you have done that you know what i'm talking about especially those of you that drove trucks you know still manual trucks you know most they teach you eventually you want to get so you want to get to the point where you shift it without using the clutch so you don't burn the clutch you know and so um what happened in that process it started in the conscious mind logic and reasoning done it enough and now it became a conviction i can get in till this day we were just in europe with my wife we uh, went to the car rental and they said hey do you want a uh, manual car automatic here in the united states you don't even have an option and i'm like oh manual definitely manual let's do this i want to re- i haven't been driving manual for like i don't know seven eight nine years And someone's like i want a manual and my wife my was like you sure let's just get on i'm like no no i i want to i, I want to see if i still got it and so we got this little mini cooper through the roof down in italy my wife's like you're having way too much fun and so but years down the road without even touching it it's it came back to me just like that why because it's deep down inside i'll be 90 i still be able to do it i just react to it when the situation comes it's automatic see the problem many of us have inherited things in, in life certain mindsets that keep us the where we're at even though god has something better for us some of you grew up in a families that never went to higher education never went to college and that's your cap that's your mindset and even though the lord could have in your destiny higher education better job better provision and you're asking lord bless me with more by your bottleneck is your mindset some of you never owned the business and god has a business in your destiny in your life But all you know is working for somebody, making somebody else rich. There's nothing working for somebody, if that's what God called you to, you know. But there are people in this place that even the thought of business throws you into fear. You You feel the pull of God to be in the ministry, but no. You feel God's calling you to go to college and further your education, but the fear keeps you back. There's inherited knowledge that we've got see what happens is from age 2 to about 12 it's very crucial years of your life you are practically a recording device in these years and then after 12 you pretty much begin to play out what you've recorded in the first 10 years of your life that's it 80% of who you are today is replaying in marriage so if you haven't seen good relationships you're acting out the way your mom acting was acting. You're acting out the way your dad was acting. Because of the information you received, over and over and over and over and over, and over in different situations, you didn't know any better because that's you know, you were a young child. That's what you thought it should look like. That's how you thought a relationship should look like. That's how you you saw children being raised. That's how you saw money should be managed and approached everything about you is formed in for, from age 2 to 12. your core convictions your core convictions scientists say are formed by the age of five and six for the rest of your life and so many of us we have inherited these mindsets many of us have gone through bad experiences in life and those experiences created strongholds negative strongholds in our life And then we want the Lord to do better. We pray that the Lord will do better in our life. God says, I want to, but I can't even if I bless you with a good marriage. The way you're responding to relationships, you're going to break it. Even if I send you a good man, a godly man, the way you saw your mom treat your dad or the lack of the father in your house, your independency, your 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 your, your um uh, hostility toward a male because that's what you saw. Even God, even though God brings a godly man into your life, you drive him out by your attitude, you drive him out by your responses, by your behaviors, and all of that even though God brings a godly woman in your life but all you see your dad is sleeping around doing immoral things and now you wonder why am I struggling with lust with 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 uh, objectifying women and this and that because that's all you saw now you're playing out what you saw and even if though God brings a godly woman into your life it's a blessing of God but you're like a bucket with holes it just leaks out and God says I want to bless you but first I want to change you On inside that you can contain a blessing that I'm about to give you. God always was interested first in working on inside then on outside. He was always concerned about the heart first. Make sure the heart is healed. Make sure the heart and oftentimes in the Bible the heart is synonymous for soul. That you are whole on inside He says to Timothy says, uh, Paul says to Timothy, may you prosper as your soul prospers. I believe that any prosperity and I'm not talking just about finances, health, relationships, marriage, finances, anything. Any prosperity outside of your prospering of your soul will not be sustained in your life. There is a good documentary that I watched many many years ago uh, if you're interested I would recommend actually for you to watch it will prove the point that I just brought to you it I think it's called the curse of lottery and they followed the people that have won lottery some like hundreds of millions of dollars and most of them end up within five years more broke and actually quite a few of them committed suicide because they couldn't handle pressure of the money and they were worse off and so the the, the um pretty much the conclusion of that documentary was that money is the state of mind not physical possession there's another study that they did they took five people that that were wealthy they say they were millionaires and five people that were homeless and they swapped their positions and people that were wealthy they were not allowed to use their previous context to get ahead so these five uh, businessmen, former businessmen started out went to the job and then built another businesses and most of them were became millionaires within three years the other two were millionaires by the year five the five people that were homeless and giving the money squandered that within a year and were back on the street because you can't prosper outside of your soul You can't prosper outside of your soul prospering. And the Lord gives us an antidote. The Lord gives us a tool. He's given us an ability to combat these mindsets that are holding us back. To combat these things that shape our life. These convictions that dictate the course of our life. And He says, my truth will set you free if you embrace it. And I just gave you the process of how that works. The Word of God, the Word of God is the truth. And that truth has power, it's a seed that can transform our life. I want you to understand it's not the presence of truth it's not the presence of the truth that, uh, that 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 changes your life you can be coming to church two people can be coming to church listen to the same message one leaves the same with extra information and one leaves this uh, changed it's the knowledge of truth you should know the truth actually that word in the original, original like intimate being intimate with truth knowing it intimately becoming a part let it become a part of you. It's the knowledge of truth that changes your life. Paint in a bucket doesn't change the color of the walls. It must be applied. When it's applied, it changes the atmosphere, the color and, 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 and the scenery. Are you with me? So it starts first, Bible says, capturing rebellious thoughts. I believe where it starts first is allowing Holy Spirit to expose the lie that you believed. It could be an inherited knowledge and and, and lie because that's how you saw your whole family do. But is this what the Word, Word of God teaches us how to do things? How to manage money? how to do this, how to do that, how to be in the ministry, how to be, how, how to lead a family, how to have children, how to uh, be in a relationship with the husband, with the wife. It starts by asking Holy Spirit, what lie have I embraced in this area that I, that I see the result of this thing in my life? Because recognizing the lie that you have believed is 50% of the battle. The rest 50, you just apply these five steps, four steps. And as you do it, that will begin to change your life. Bringing every thought into captivity, into obedience of Christ. Bringing the rebellious thoughts that contrary to God's word, contrary to God's truth. To align with the scripture, to align with what God says how you should do life. Are you with me? I'm going to finish with my story um i grew up in a missionary's home we were missionaries in russia from ukraine when soviet union fell and when we went there first of all the, the economical situation uh, after the fall of soviet union was very dire finan- uh, like economically wise ukraine wasn't any better russia wasn't any better either well it was actually worse but nonetheless as a family that we were at that point family of five Plus parents we went to the mission field and at that point we were not sponsored by anything so we had to make our own ways. Dad was flipping cars doing these different things and doing a church at the same time. At some point uh, we got sponsors from Germany somewhere that were sponsoring us with a $100 per family but even then a $100 meant very very little for a family of uh, five plus parents but even that parents were sacrificing like pastor was sharing today the story is all familiar to me half of those funds were always going to help other people and help the church literally sponsoring the church because the the situation was so poor there was no offerings in the church people were so poor we we had to help them the people would come to us we had bring their kids to us that they haven't ate for days and we had to share our meals with them and there would be times that we would be just living on, on, on 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 noodles for months and months noodles and one, not even a butter to to make them not stick because of that because of that i've uh we were very malnutritioned and i i developed these words in my uh bodies and doctor said hey if they eat better they won't have that's just this deficiency of these and these vitamins and all this stuff but we couldn't afford to eat better and so i remember just suffering because it was very very painful at times i would even miss school and so i grew up in that type of environment so when we moved to united states and I saw business opportunities and I was sharing some of the journey with, with, with the pastor. I'm from a very young age, I just started doing business. I mean starting from age of 14, 15, mowing the lawns, uh, uh, breaking the leaves in the winter, plowing the snow, fixing the bike, car washing my yard. I mean detailing and car washing. for from age 14 and I was like money, oh my goodness, I can have money. And it was just, it was incredible. It's a land of opportunity, money everywhere and uh, for those of you that live here you probably don't see it that way but people that come from outside that's the opportunities are literally everywhere you're free to get, go as far as you want and so with that in mind i just kind of got into i couldn't wait to finish high school i got into the business and i just had this intense drive I would sleep 3-4 hours a day and I would just be working, doing things, doing business. By the time I was out of high school, I started my first business when I was a uh, uh, junior in high school. By the time I was done with high school, I had six businesses. By the age of 19 or 20, these businesses were, I was bringing home 30 to $40,000 net take-home pay. I was doing really well. Help parents to buy a house, paid off the debts, did a lot of things since I was still living with them and I was doing really really well. I just, I thought I am hashtag grinding, hustling, come on somebody all these uh, things. I just did not know what was the driving and motivating force and when the Lord began to work with me, somewhere in the back some of these things were lingering and i knew and god says uh, uh, god was pulling a mob one to deal with him but i knew that if he starts dealing with them i'm going to lose motivation what i was doing was a flight response to the pain of poverty that i experienced and so surely in the age of 25 and uh, 24 25 26 it to me happened what happened outside of children to Job, every week I had a bad news, and I lost all the businesses. I lost all the income. I already was married a year into marriage. I had to move back into my parents' house, and 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 just was everything was broken and devastated. I couldn't. I was like falling to a bottomless pit, trying to grab onto something. Anything I grabbed on was just falling right at me. Got into debt, and 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 uh, got into a lot of debt. Then had to declare bankruptcy. But then I also got into debt and personal debt uh, friends and family that you can't file bankruptcy on <laughs> you know you can escape them at the thanksgiving dinner and so i just get in the hole and i had to just put a stop after three four years trying to climb out two three years trying to climb out and i said something is wrong something is off something is not working there were spiritual things that i had to deal. Uh, when i received personal freedom and deliverance a whole other story and then the lord began to deal with me I came across a podcast of a me- of a message of a minister. I, I've never watched him before. He shared a story about his financial failures and how God took him. And his story was exactly like mine. To the T. This, this, this pastor was in a different country. And so I began to listen to more and more of his messages. His, that's his pretty much dominant thing about your mind and, and how God works through the mind. And the Lord began to address this issue in my mind. And he pointed out, he said, listen, I want to bless you here you think i don't want to bless you because i almost kind of start growing a bitter heart against god like you're blessing everybody else but me i i tithe i give i'm being faithful what what why is it not working in my life i was very frustrated with god thank god god is not afraid of our frustration so he led me on this journey he said it's 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 the strongholds from your childhood where you've seen your parents struggle where you see your parents uh, borrow money fight over money because we have lack of it mom naturally wants to take care of the kids dad is like i also have a church to run you know it's just this dilemma between juggling the two so there was constant fights over that and then he said your failed experiences with the business he's like i want to bless you i want to raise you up again but your mind your soul would not let me come through and the lord began to work with me and begin to work with me. I start going through this process. I got a bunch of scriptures. I got I start re- uh, reading Deuteronomy chapter 28 first 14 verses and I just this was my part of my daily routine daily reading after my devotional time with God after I spent time with him I would go open Deuteronomy chapter 28 and I begin to read it read it if you listen to my voice and obey my commandments you will be blessed you're blessed in the city everything And I begin to read through this whole 14 verses and read and reading it read. for that six months went by and one morning prayer I remember walking back and forth in church between the pews praying and I'm already I already memorized this and I'm recording it again religiously say speaking aloud to myself and like lightning bolt hits me and all of a sudden it drops and I physically feel it it drops from my conscious mind into my spirit I believe that God on purpose took me through this very very detailed and 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 and, uh, um, uh, step-by-step process and I said to myself I am blessed now like it wasn't me trying to tell me I am blessed but it was me from the inside of my spirit my subconscious saying you are blessed from now on that's it I got so excited I was like oh my goodness this is exactly what that preacher was talking about I I was so excited I went back home some my wife I was like let's say that troubles with finances are over we're done we're good that's it she was didn't know what would happen to me then you know I explained and so I borrowed some money to get into this business like I didn't even do any due diligence and didn't do anything like as a normal business person should do I knew better what to do I invested $25,000 and I lose that's the quickest way I lost $25,000 in three days and I'm like what I'm shocked I was so convinced that I'm blessed and i want to throw a self-pity party i want to throw like oh worthless me but deep down on inside of me something else is speaking hey that's okay that was a stupid thing should have listened to your wife too um because my wife's like listen babe i know you're excited and i'm i'm not much into the business but what do you what this sounds like is like That's not a good business idea. You know, I was just like, I don't know anything, but it's up to you and the Lord. But that doesn't sound like a good one, okay? And so it was so obvious, but I just, I was just blinded by excitement. And so, and I I felt like deep down in my spirit, and Holy Spirit was witnessing to that. So I said, It's okay, you did a stupid mistake. Next time, actually do your due diligence, you know, just because you feel like you're blessed, it doesn't mean that you don't do the practical stuff, but everything will be okay. God is with you. You are blessed. And I'm like, What's going on with me? Because before, I'll have completely different voice speaking from inside of me. Are you so stupid? Why did you even try? You think you're better than your parents? You think you're gonna do better? No, you're you're just you're, you're not gonna rise above that level. This is your you got just just humble yourself. You are prideful, okay? And we'll use the religious terms, just settle for what you have. So first of all, I'm shocked consciously, I want to have a self-pity party but on inside of you, from inside of my soul, my inner witness is different. I'm like, oh okay, what's that's that's different. So I like, okay, Lord, I trust you that you have blessed me. Slowly but surely after that I started one business, another business, third, beginning to climb out, paid out the debt and I had a lot of hundreds of thousand dollars of debts in cash. A lot of debt paid out the lord blessed me and then the lord blessed me with the house like supernaturally and and just one thing after another even even uh during COVID, i was sharing with the pastor one of the businesses that that we were building for seven years and just was doing great and there's a lot of potential we were getting ready to uh with me and my partner getting ready to to sell to sell that business we're like we're gonna hit one more year really good two solid years of of income and we're gonna sell it for 3.9 million dollars that's it that's gonna be such a that's gonna take us into another league and all that stuff and of course COVID happened so that did not that did not help us and even when that business failed I just had this confidence. No, I am blessed. I am blessed. Literally, not two weeks go by. I get another opportunity. I get on with that business. Uh, I start with that business. Started in September. By se- from September to February, I take that business. We double that size of the business, and double the the, the income of that business. And I and it's not because I'm really good I think I'm good at it and the Lord has given me grace and acumen in business but if I did not have that blessed mentality the blessed stronghold but that stronghold that says you're nobody I would never take an opportunity it's too painful to do something over and over again knowing that you're gonna fail but see my knowing wasn't that I'm gonna fail now my knowing was I am going to surely succeed because the Lord is on my side because it is his will to prosper me because he gives power to gain wealth he is with me he's gonna give me another idea he's gonna send new, uh, other people my way he's gonna send the resources my way it's just a matter of time it surely just took two weeks the interesting thing is that whatever I was making in that business by that time it was the seventh year and we were making pretty good money you know Literally in two months in the new business, I was making double of what that business was and I know it's not an accident. I know it's the grace of God. It's not just my hard works and my argument and my understanding of the business. It's the grace of God. It's that knowing of that truth. It's the intimate knowledge. It's that knowledge that became part of who I am and it beginning to speak from inside of me. It began to witness from inside of me and begin to. It was a conviction that was driving and guiding my direction, uh, my my steps. That's what Jesus meant. Know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Today, I want to ask you what lies have you embraced in your life? What lies have you accepted in your lives? Again, it could be inherited lies because that's how you grew up, that's what you saw. Deep down and inside, you have a flickering flame of something better. Even from time to time, you even pray to the Lord, Lord, bless me. But you don't really believe that He's going to bless you, not in that area. From time to time God gives His mercy to you and you experience a little breakthrough but you can never sustain it. You don't go to another level. Ask Holy Spirit to examine your heart and your mind. Perhaps maybe somewhere you have accepted the lie and your mind has been corrupted by that lie and it became a conviction that drives your life. That even if better slaps you on the face, you won't see it. You won't receive it and even if you do You are a bucket with holes, with a bunch of negative thinking, negative actions. You don't live by faith in that area. You don't have convictions of faith. So it's just going to leak out. It's going to leave you one way or the other. I want to challenge you today to get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God intimately. Don't just read it so you know the stories. You no, know, on Friday we talked about your primary goal of reading the Word of God is to know God, find God, search God out. And when you do that, you will see things changing in life. But second, second, second element to that is you have to find where you are out of alignment with the Word of God and align your soul so that the spiritual blessing can come down. See that Bible says that we are blessed with all heavenly blessings, right? It's right there. It's hanging. We're just out of alignment. Our soul is out of alignment. That blessing has to travel through our soul because we prosper as our soul prospers. Travel down through our soul into our physical life. But we are out of alignment in our marriage, with our children, with our finances, the way we manage finances, in the ministry. we pray, praying, Lord send revival but we don't align ourselves according to the way God tells us to do ministry. And therefore that anointing can be unlocked and unleashed and flown. But when we renew our mind, when we set our mind on the truth of God's Word and we know it intimately. Sometimes it will take you two three weeks. Sometimes it will just take the verse and the truth just hits you right there and then. But there are times that it's just going to take months and months and sometimes even years. Especially with the core beliefs of your life that go down to childhood. But my friends don't give up. Keep training your mind. Keep training your mind. Keep capturing those thoughts thought by thought, thought by thought. At some point that switch will happen from subconscious to subconscious and it's going to become your conviction. It's going to become a faith, not just on an intellectual level, but faith down from the heart. Are you with me, church? I want you to get on your feet right now. We're going to pray. Have you received something this morning? Put your hand on your head. say with me Lord Jesus I am who you say I am I can do what you say I can do and I can be who you say I can be I choose to trust your word I align my mind to your truth not to my truth not to the culture's truth but to your truth Help me to know your truth in a very intimate way, in Jesus name, O Holy Spirit, reveal the lies that I have accepted about my life, my esteem, my marriage, my children, my finances, my ministry. Holy Spirit, I submit my mind to your scan scan it reveal it so that we can work together on it in Jesus name begin to pray for yourself right now begin to pray as I pray over you father in Jesus name I pray for every person that is standing here every person God that finds themselves in a situation God that they're fighting against they're praying but they're not seeing the results God I pray God that you reveal to them the lie they have accepted the lie they've been acting on the lie that have been become a conviction in their life I pray that you give him strength to go into your word to find the truth. Holy Spirit, you are the Spirit of truth. Reveal the truth to them right now. Speak your opinion about them and their situation, about their marriage, about their finances, about every area of their life God, where there is a struggle, there's pain, with there is shortage, where there is problems. Touch their hearts, touch their souls. In Jesus name, Father, work with them by your spirit bring a revelation of who they are in you what they can do through you by your spirit and who they can be in Jesus name in Jesus name every eye closed and every head bowed if you're here in this place and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or maybe you know him or know about him but you have backslidden walked away and today maybe you came here by an accident saw on a social media maybe your friend brought you because there's a guest speaker i don't know what your case is but you're not serious about your relationship with god you're not intimate with god and you might even question whether you're going to go to heaven if you die today the reality is that 10 out of 10 people die today tomorrow 20 years from now but we don't know when our end. The Bible says God determines our end. You better be ready, my friend. You better be ready to give your life to God today. This is your moment. This is your opportunity. I don't believe in coincidence. says Quin- uh, I believe that God determines our step and He leads us and give us oppor- gives us opportunity to give their life to Him and make Him the Lord of our life. Don't joke with your life in your eternity. Today is the day of salvation, Bible says give your life to him commit your ways to him if you have backslidden come back to the Lord get plugged into the local church and start serving together with the saints of God if that's you today all eyes are closed nobody's looking at you just lift your hand and we want to pray for you if you need to give your life to Jesus that's it I see you man. I see you too I see you as well I see you yes hands are coming across the room Holy Spirit is speaking and touching you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. If this message inspired you and helped you, we would love for you to hit like, subscribe, or share it with someone today. Until next time, have a great day.